Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Oil uh, is over $100 a barrel now. I've been predicting this for almost close to a year now, and it's finally great to see that it's here. If you're a consumer, you probably cringed at me hearing that. If you're an investor in oil and gas, you're probably very excited. So each one really cares how long is this going to last? The investors are like, let's, let's let this last for a while. And consumers are like, hurry up and make this end. It's hurting my pocketbook. So to answer the question on both sides, how long is $100 barrel uh, oil going to last? And I really wanna talk first, I'm gonna talk a little bit through that, how long it's going to last. First thing I want to talk a little bit is what the problem was that got us here in the first place. So the main problem was back when the pandemic started, we had a major decrease in demand almost immediately, which caused a major oversupply of oil and gas. Um, and what that caused was a supply chain backup. So basically, the folks on the upstream side that extract the oil basically stopped production altogether and everything kind of went to a halt. And when they started ramping back up production, they set very conservative targets and they're still considering and they're still very ramping those up very, very small. Now, one of the big names in oil is OPEC. It is a and OPEC plus. So these are countries that produce and export oil. And during the pandemic and before the actually at the very early signs of the pandemic, they actually increased and were having a oil war. There was, uh, I think it was between Russia and, uh, it wasn't a war, but it was it was between Russia and who's Iran, I think, I forget who it was. But long story short is they were both dumping oil on the market right as demand was falling off a cliff and it caused, it even compounded those supply chain issues even more. So now that we are here today, OPEC is basically going out there and just ramping up their production about 400,000 barrels per day, um, a little bit higher per month, um, higher than they were before. And it's honestly, it, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not in terms of getting us um, back to the um, uh, supply demand uh, balance that we were at before. But they're not really the only problem. If you look at producers like XOM, uh, ExxonMobil, and Chevron, they're basically guiding to basically flat production. Even when you look at Texas, you know, folks that extract on the, the uh, um, exploration and extraction side, like your Marathon Oil, for example, your Devon Energies, your um, Oxy, these guys, they're not going out and extracting a ton more oil than they were last year. They're basically all giving guidance to producing the same, if not just a little bit more than they produced back in 2021 for full year 2022. And the question really is, is why since the, I mean, historically, when you see the price of a barrel go up, typically you'll see the producers run in and try to produce as much as they can while the getting is good and eventually it drives the price down. But if you looked at what happened in back in between 2009 and 2014, we really had a run up of oil for, and it sustained around $100 a barrel for about, I would say a good solid two years, arguably three. And basically, I guess we could get into a situation like that in short, if you want, if you just want a short answer, basically, it could last two to three years of having above $100 a barrel. Now, one thing that is compounding the issue is Russia. They are a major export of oil. 
And so now countries, there's basically a smaller pool of oil for countries to go out and get their oil from, which drives up the price even further. But even with Russia included, let's exclude the Ukrainian-Russian conflict, there still was a good case for $100 a barrel oil. And again, didn't even know the conflict was a thing a year ago, and I still guided towards $100 a barrel oil. Now at this point, it, it could go up to 120, 140, who knows in the meantime, right? As long as this, this, uh, this conflict happens, and even after it's calmed down, I still think there's going to be a little bit of hesitation for companies to go back and start, or you know, countries to go back and start buying oil from Russia almost immediately. Um, those, I wonder how long those sanctions are going to last and, and folks to kind of hold out on that. Um, now, the second thing I want to talk about is what exactly um, the federal governments across the world can do to make this get any better. I've talked about in previous videos that interest rates, you know, the Fed increasing interest rates really isn't going to do anything in this situation. The problem is, is there's less supply than the demand. So how do we solve the supply side? Well, essentially what I just told you was the country, the, the, the companies and the countries that produce oil are basically going to say, mm, we're going to keep it relatively flat and there's really no need for us to continue increasing it. So the, the, the term that's been called, they're basically a cartel. But the thing I think that's interesting in this whole equation that people are not recognizing and they're not honestly pointing the finger at the non-cartel um, companies is essentially OPEC sitting over here saying, hey, let's let's ramp up very slowly. And we're basically telling ExxonMobil, we're telling Chevron, we're telling all these other companies, Total, the, the Chinese producers, we're telling the West Texas Intermediate guys in our public forums. Now, now they're not in collusion, right? But it is public information. And they're basically telling them, hey, we're gonna keep ramping up production at a very moderate pace. We're gonna keep our companies, uh, our countries in check, the OPEC plus companies, or countries, keep saying companies. And essentially all that's saying is, is they're saying, hey, as long as you listen and you abide by it and you keep going slow and y'all all stay the same, we're all going to win in this case. And all who's gonna win? Oil producing countries and companies. And so I guess what I'm trying to get at is, as long as we see um, compliance wins inside of OPEC plus, there's really not much countries can do to offset that supply issue. There's not really a lot of motivation they can give for these countries, mainly, uh, you know, it's not really Western European countries that are producing oil. It's the non-democratic, I should say, democratic countries that uh, you know are producing this oil, and so they have a very tight control, and there's a lot of uh, you know they don't necessarily get along very well politically with the countries that don't produce oil. So I guess all I'm trying to say is um, the the countries that are trying to politically um, incentivize uh, supply increases, I don't think it's going to be that successful. Another thing that Joe Biden came out and recently said was that he was going to release. Um, oil from the strategic reserves. Um, this last one was about 60 million barrels. I think about three months ago, he actually did something very similar and you can see that it didn't do anything, right? Oil prices continue to increase. And while he is going to, inc he is going to um, release more 
in terms of a total amount of from the reserves it's not going to have that big of an impact for example if he's going to release sixty million barrels of oil from the reserves that only suffices the usa for three days so that really doesn't do much in the grand scheme of things in order to stabilize oil prices so the big question you may ask yourself is how long is this going to 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 go on and is the is is anything really going to change so in my opinion the answer is probably not we really do need to see there's a couple things that we need to see in order for oil prices to start to decline one we're going to need to see ukraine russia conflict over i'm sure it's going to be a couple months if not you know maybe half a year before we start seeing russia exports um, coming back into the u.s as well as other european countries um, the other thing is you know they may shut us off altogether if they get used to it and that would be an interesting thing to see what happens out of that but um <clears throat> opec the big one here is opec and what opec does so if opec continues to just let a little bit of increase or even they just stop increasing there's basically nothing that's going to um, keep oil prices from increasing or just stabilizing at this high value it's basically in their interest as well as all the other oil producers to just just wait and see what happens and don't overproduce now one other thing that people could be thinking is wow look at these evil companies that you know produce oil look at these evil countries that are you know taking advantage of consumers at this time um, well hold on not so fast one thing that I think that people you know are very quick to forget is that they said that oil was a dead industry they stopped invest the US stopped investing in oil they stopped giving out leases on oil there's um, incentives for not you know making non uh, oil consuming cars and all that to be said is these oil companies have a little bit of a good reason to hold off on oil production you know ford is coming out with the first all-electric truck what is that going to do demand in the subsequent years why are we going to go out and find all this oil why are we going to go out and do these new leases why are we going to go out and in the in the short term ramp up production when we can see our grave in the future if that's what the rest of you know if that's what society is leaning towards so let's just hold back keep things steady and not put a ton of capital and waste our money in the in the short term to ramp up and and eventually go down a path where people don't need you and so i guess what my point is is in, in all that is you know the electric cars and, and that whole revolution is great but it does come with okay well you're going to be wiping out an industry and that industry doesn't need to be putting as much capital um, into their business so why would they take the why would they take an increased supply right now when in the future they're just going to basically continue to drop off the demand side so all, all i'm trying to say is, is just give some rationale on, on it doesn't really make sense for oil companies to go out there and increase increase their supply right now one they're making a killing on a on a per barrel basis they're they're killing it and then two in the future there's a ton of uncertainty on how i mean every single manufacturer of cars is coming out with an ev and they're all looking to be like completely i think in the europe europe they're going to be completely ev in like 10 or 15 years or something they passed legislation um, only a couple years ago 
So those are some of the things that you should be thinking about as you're thinking about oil and gas prices over the short to medium term. And that's, that's honestly my opinion. That's the things that I've been thinking about. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. My name is Frank, Frank Finance, out.